0: you get off the golf course today you could have some moments that will change the course of your life
1: hello and welcome to the golf practice podcast my name is Andy Hayes with me Peter Donahue Zach Busman guys it's been a while since we've been in the room together uh, it's day after the masters spring is is here spring has sprung the you know golf courses are open there's just so much there's so So much talk about and i'm glad to to be here with
2: with both you me too glad to be here as well
1: let's start with a little bit of master's tournament ended yesterday um what was your guys uh, john Rahm was the winner did you guys did you watch and and to what extent were you following this this
2: tournament so i i did watch i watched on sunday most of the day, kind of until it looked like John Rahm was for sure going to win, then I went golfing. But um, it was a—I thought it was a really good Sunday. It was nice that the sun came out, and a lot of big names up there. Obviously, what Phil did was quite something. I, I very unexpected to see his name there and actually finishes in second place. Pretty crazy. Um, Thursday, Friday, I was in, like, I was in tiger mode, Mm. excited for him as a big fan, hoping for the best, all that stuff. And I couldn't believe some of the scores the guys were shooting, but a lot of people were shooting it. So it was playing. I didn't think it was playing that tough Mm. Thursday, Friday, especially Thursday. And then, yeah, the weather kind of made it. I don't like weather delays like that. It's never fun. Yeah. It just, I don't know, takes the rhythm away from the event. And there's all this sort of sort of stuff. Certain players, who it affects more than others, and things like that. But overall, it, it, at the in the end, I thought it was a a good Sunday. Glad John Rom won. I like John Rom. He's fun to watch. I think. so yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, as a Sunday, I thought it was, you know, the greatest Sunday, uh, being Easter, being the fact that, you know, you wake up in the morning, my wife and I made breakfast, enjoyed the finish of the round three, which was just fantastic, and then I took yeah, a nap man. for two hours, and got up and, and watched the uh, afternoon, and uh, I just thought the tournament the whole tournament was uh, was yes it was it was it was wonderful. I thought I was so glad to see the live guys back playing with the with the guys that you see every week because I don't watch live and uh, but seeing um, you know Kepka come out and after on this podcast talking about full swing the, yeah. the program that mm-hmm. they did and, and and about how despondent he was. Uh, and now he's back out there playing like the guy that we remember from his prime. That was, you know, that really set up the, uh, a, a very dramatic thing in the event. And then, you know, uh, Phil, I mean, Phil, the story about Phil at the champion's dinner, you know, very low profile, not actually saying anything to anybody. And, uh, and uh and the live guys really you know uh saying to the reporters hey why don't you guys get off this stuff you know no everybody's been fine <laughs> it's all okay and when you saw Rom and and kepka you know chatting with each other through you know uh, the round uh, 3 for sure that was a wonderful thing to see to know that you know these guys don't uh not everybody is carrying hard feelings uh about you know the split, and and um, so I love that, and I loved watching Rom. I mean, honest to God, when this guy gets it going, he is unbelievable. He, you know, he's always he always rips it. You know, you remember him at Riviera? He's ripping it in the third round. He's hitting it off into the trees, and you're thinking this guy's never gonna make it. <laughs> and then sense. he ends up. He finds it. You know, sure. he finds his swing. He finds his stroke out there. And once he does. He's just a magic man. Did you see the shot he hit on 17 yesterday? 17, the pin was in such a place that if you hit the ball and landed it right at the flag, you were going to end up 40 feet to the right because it was going to feed down the slope. The only place you could hit it and get it close was a little circle just over the hump Ten yards left of the hole. Oh, yeah,
1: this is his drive was kind of in the trees a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got to shape it yeah,
0: under yeah. the tree, hit a fade. Oh, yeah, and fade he just the, and he hits yeah. the greatest shot anybody hit there all day long. And then he gets to eighteen oh. and he hits it in the trees, and you know he's got to play it out. And he plays the second shot short of the green, and then the shot that they showed you, you know, where he's got to get over this m- massive bunker. Well, you're thinking, well. That's not really a problem because he, all he needs to do is make five, right? He just needs to hit it long, maybe mm-hmm. catch the backboard and have it feed down to the hole and hit a twelve-footer. No, he nips it and knocks, yeah. it, knocks it four feet and then makes it. Yeah, I mean he was—he is fabulous, and and to see Spieth up there and Phil doing that—I mean it was. Uh, it was really something. And you know that that golf course is, you know, when you're feeling it, you can go low. But man, when you're not feeling it, like Brooks, yeah. I mean, you're going to shoot 75, 76, right? I mean, it's just, that's just the way it is. And uh, so at any rate, I found it to be um, a wonderful spring right as it, as it is frequently. I would have loved it to be more dramatic. Um, I don't like seeing runaways, but yeah. I was I was really captivated by Rom.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is, I think, three masters in a row where it's been like a runaway. Not even that close. I think maybe four, because we had 2020 Dustin Johnson like in COVID, you know, in the fall he won by a lot, and like Matsuyama won by a lot, and then last year was Shuffler won by a lot, and then this year, Rom
2: so yeah. yeah this is the fourth in a row yeah
1: we need tiger back to his prime so um Zach as the you're the representative of like of tiger nation uh what's the state of of fandom you know I heard you guys there was whisperings of like he might contend this week how are we feeling after the you know the tournament
2: um we're like we're worried about his health okay. even more now mm. after having to withdraw but I saw a lot of good stuff in the first round. He's hit almost every fairway, hit most of the greens. Uh, he was really off with his distance control. Yeah, That's what got him into trouble. And then putting as well, three putts, and just not getting up and down around the greens. So, like, very uh, like sloppy around the greens and stuff, but at the same time hitting fairways and hitting quite a few greens. So... Like the game's still there. His distance is out, is out there is good. So, if I think if it would have been eighty five degrees all four days, I think I think he would have been potentially, wow. potentially. in the mix. But he I was mean, not even
1: walking. On did you see that clip of like, him on Saturday on seventeen where he was yeah. like, he's yeah. like limping. He like couldn't couldn't move.
2: Yeah, he he aggravated. Yeah, like
1: I know. he did. Yeah. yeah the foot but, <coughs> yeah i uh, mean
0: what, what did was there a report plantar about what, fasciitis oh it's his foot yeah so
2: he aggravated that oh was the main thing and then i'm sure he, i mean obviously he was stiff and stuff from yeah, the cold like it's not move. like he was yeah. Yeah. running uh, yeah. on all cylinders besides no. the foot but yeah. i mean
0: i thought i you know faced with the idea of having to play all those holes on sunday and 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 I don't know what the forecast was, but to, to endure another day like Saturday, I figured that's why he withdrew. I didn't realize that it was.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's a little bit of both because, <coughs> you know, he is not fully healthy going into it. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. I just tough. thought
2: that the way he played on round one with the heat, yeah. I thought he shot the worst he po- scored possibly could have shot. And then I, if it would have been good yeah. weather, the rest, I think he builds on that. Yeah. And maybe, you know, at least like but I mean, is, this is a story, few a few under par for the tournament, like
1: this has been the story for like a bunch of tournaments in a row for him of like not be like round three and four, like not being able to keep going.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. like true. Is he yeah, is he gonna be able really to come back after this? Yeah. I mean he's come back in a way that he's gonna be able to play golf with Charlie. Yeah. But you know, and he said it, right? I don't know how many more of these I got left in me
2: yeah it could be could be three could be five could be ten could yeah. be none
0: could know. could be well,
1: yeah, I don't know because he can't be like feeling super excited after that no,
0: so no, but you know, I think it all depends on you know on on his trajectory of you know his his, his recovery if he feels that he's recovering and gaining something, then that's one thing, but if he feels like no, this is structural, and it's not going to get better. Yeah, um, you know, and plantar fasciitis is a that's the that's the beginning of the chain. You know, through your whole body, oh. right? I mean, those muscles are attached to your calf, and you know, they it goes all the way up.
1: Yeah, um, Pete, when you're watching, is there a specific hole that? brings back like good like what what hole brings back the most
0: memories from when you played? Augusta? Oh, that's great. That's a great question. You know, uh I I think whenever uh I think about the golf course, the very first hole that that I think about is 11. Mm. Uh I mean, I hit a 7 wood on 11 into that green and I mean, I I hit that thing as good as I've ever hit anything. And uh, it was just such a thrill to see it you know lasering to the middle of the green cuz I was scared you know as all you know pretty much everybody is that hits into that green um uh but the uh, the other hole that I think about is um is one <clears throat> because I was you know so so nervous at one and you know hit just this dreadful three iron that scuttles along the fairway, and now I've got to play off this really tight surface. I've got to hit this wedge, and and the and the pushed up green is is a threatening green, mm-hmm. and um, you know to be able to have hit that pitch really cleanly, and to uh, hit it to like eight feet, I, I was just I was thrilled with that, and then to knock the putt down. You know, really coming out of the gate and saving par in that way. I mean, it really – and then I played a, a – it launched me to a wonderful front nine. And uh, on nine, I struggled and uh, and had to make a great putt to save double bogey and break 40 as it ended up, you know. But uh, those are the, the, th- the three holes. Uh, and then, you know, to have to hit the ball out of Ray's Creek, submerged in the water on 13 – uh, you know that's always that's. That. You better tell us. Wow. You've
1: told that story before, but we better hear that one. That one again. So thirteen. Thirteen. Just talk us
0: through the whole. Ter- thirteen. Episode. I um, I had just birdied twelve. Okay. Oh. I knocked. I knocked. I cut a little five, uh, five iron to that that Sunday pin placement, and I knocked it to within a foot. Wow. And uh, you know, standing there, you know, with with worry in your mind, like you know, oh, I hope I don't fat this thing into Ray's Creek. Um, you know, it was such a delight to, to actually see the and feel the ball come off the club the way, you know, you would want and yeah. to see it, you know, lasering towards the flag and then to make that dent in the green and just sit down right next to the hole. So then I get to 13 and I hit a pretty solid ball, but I, I draw it and it and it goes down towards Ray's Creek. And when I get down there, I find it. It's on the bank.
1: Wait, are we and talking so, about the tee shot?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, okay, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I hit the tee shot. Uh it doesn't submerge, but it's 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 chest high. <laughs> okay. And so uh I hit a pretty good shot and I hit it out to the right, uh up onto that layup place where uh-huh. everybody was hitting, and I and I hit what I thought was a really solid shot to the green and uh it it doesn't carry and it hits in at the top of the bank, and it rolls back down into the creek. So my ball is sitting, three-quarters of it sitting under the water. And so I uh, I take my shoes and socks off, and I get into the creek. I never hit that shot before, and I often wondered, you know, what it would be like. But I hit it just like a sand shot, and the ball, you know, ball jumps out, and I've got like 15 feet for... For what at that point? One, two, three. For par. For par. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't make the putt. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the magic yeah. ended. And then people said, you know, oh, we'll go to the short 14th. I, yeah, I hit a five wood. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I could only hit the ball, uh, you know, not even 220 yards at that point. I was really, that's a long time ago, too, to think about how long I've been without real strength is like ooh, a decade yeah. So now I'm getting it back Andy, Watch out.
1: Yeah, now you're you're get you're getting your health. Your health's back. Mm, mm, exercising mm. every day and then but then you also just bought some hickory golf clubs. Mm. So Yeah. What's going through your mind?
0: Oh boy, I'm telling you. I hit those clubs the other day. Well, uh Tim, your student, he must know uh lots of people in the world of hickory golf because the guy that he gave me to call is a guy that lives, uh, out near Detroit and okay. the guy that he gave you Jansen. and Jansen yeah. is up in Wisconsin somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So me, me and, uh, and Bruce, Bruce Marquardt are, uh, shipping clubs back and forth to each other. He's made me a left-handed set. It's got one, one wood and, uh, six, I think six irons and a putter. And uh, they just look fantastic, and they feel pretty good, too. I mean, they, they, don't go, they don't go, you know, as far yet. But, you know, part of that is, is because of me, you know, because I'm, I'm a little ginger about swinging them because Bruce said don't swing them in, in off of mats. And so, I mean, even though I've been seeing you guys hit them off of mats and you've had no problem, least the mats that we have in here i'm you know i haven't given it my full throttle yet uh so i'm swinging at about 75 miles an hour and it's you know i'm hitting it about 150 yards with the driving iron which is but you know what i don't actually care i mean if it's solid that's all i care about i mean come on let's hit it let's just hit it let's hit it and go get it yeah that's the way i feel when i hold those things (laughs) (laughs) you know so uh so yes i'm having a wonderful time bruce is a is a is a great uh communicator and so like he'll send me pictures of the clubs in the process Mm. of being shafts and heads being stained and heads being pulled off of irons and Stuff and so I get these progress reports and uh, so I've shipped him a set of righties. He's making me uh, a set of righties, so I'm going to have righties and lefties in Hickory. I've ordered a little stick bag, and um, I'm going to ask you for you know reference because you are the you are the uh, Hickory or what would you call Andy as far as like he's, he's he's like the the source for all things retro. (laughs) <laughs> in golf, yeah. Is the the bags and okay? The,
1: the bags, clubs. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I want bag like you got. Yeah. I, mean, I thought you said you got one. Well, I'm yes. I'm getting a bag that's got uh, you know one of those wooden X stand up yeah, things, sure. and mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, I want. Uh, you want something else? Well, you know, I mean, you know, I just buy things uh, out of convenience. I mean, you you have some panache with. the your purchases. <laughs> um, I want to roll you. like you. <laughs> um,
1: Zach, question for you. You've played golf outside a few times yep. this year. Unlike Pete, have you played outside yet? Not yet. Yeah, no, Me either. What's the. I don't know. I guess you, you made some resolutions. You were on the resolutions pod. Yeah. You were talking about. Um, I don't know. I think you talked about wanting to play with. I can't even remember. Do you remember your resolutions? Um, yeah,
2: playing without expectations. Without expectations.
1: Have you been? Yeah. Do, have you been? Been doing that?
2: I I have. I I would say I have. Yeah. yeah, I haven't. First off, I haven't even had a scorecard with me.
1: No score
2: for every round. Wow. And I've walked every round. Wow. Those two are pretty big changes for. I mean, not that I've never done that, that before. I've done that many times, but like yeah. to not have uh, taken a cart in yeah. all the rounds. I mean, but I've it's been great. Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been great.
1: So, what has been like? What? Why? I guess why is it why is it great? What's been the experience like?
2: Oh, uh, it's just nice to soak in uh, the like the atmosphere and and the course more and have more time. In between shots, to think about your shot, to get your focus, just on being present and and looking around and like you know, um, can be more social that way than just cruising in a cart to your shots and stuff. How so would sure.
0: you say you've played?
2: It's been it's been a little all over the place. I've had two nice rounds and two not very good rounds. The Biggest issue for me so far has been accuracy off the tee, just losing some balls right off the, the tee shot, out of play, and then you got that big number. So, But my iron game feels really good, and I feel confident over the ball with my shots. Putting's been shaky for me because it's, it's probably the strength of my game. So I haven't made much yet, but... No. Slower greens and stuff. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Overall, it's just been great to be out. Great to be out.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go out this week. I bet you, I'm going to go out a couple of times. Going to go up to Spring Valley.
2: Yeah. Yeah, get up there. Have to get up there. Do it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Have make dinner reservations at the stagecoach stop down the way
1: got it all figured out
2: go to ralph's
1: where's ralph oh across yeah, across
0: the, the street oh yeah we go up there on what friday or saturday right yeah bikers are up there on saturday i'll bet they're up there strong
2: the burger specials oh my
0: gosh we've got to go up there <laughs> um so
1: pete i guess like season around the corner like is there anything like anything fresh anything at the front of your mind that you're excited about that you're hoping to do this year versus other years.
0: You know, Andy, I I really feel um, more optimistic about this season than I can I can recall any season really. Um I'm just I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to to it uh because uh you know, the, some of the things that have uh happened for me as I have practiced uh, have been uh, as, as I think we've discussed in the past, really liberating. You know, uh, melee, which which I started, uh, you know, as a as a practice, which is just a scatter of balls where I'm just stepping and walking through them and hitting them as if I was having a, a rally with somebody in tennis. Um, you know, has has freed me of of many many years of of formal instruction in swinging. And it uh, used to be years ago that, you know, I mean, I've, I've read certain certain stories where the uh, people have talked about finding your authentic swing, you know. It's like, well, what would that be? And, uh, and I think I'm finding mine. And what's interesting about it is I've, more than just finding a swing, I'm finding different swings, you know and uh and i feel a free i feel a freedom to use uh, them and shift between them um and i haven't uh, at my own desire and uh and and just generally speaking um i feel i've always worried about my hands, you know how they felt at the top of the backswing am i taking it back why why are my hands? Feeling like so out of place in the backswing, and um, and uh, you know, recently uh, through the, the melee over the winter time, uh, I started to approach it more like I was playing baseball. And you know, if you're playing like second base, and you're 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 the middleman on a double play, well, the shortstop's going to feed you the ball, and it's going to be sometimes shoulder height and sometimes knee height and sometimes and you're going to throw from that position and depending upon where the runner is coming from you're going to wing this thing from your ankles or you're going to throw it three quarter or you may throw it over the top. Yeah. Right? Well, sure. I feel that way about my golf swing. Mm. You know that it could come from, you know, different angles. And I also feel I also found that that when I when my when I allow my hands to to you know kind of open up so that the palms are more facing skyward mm. at the top of the backswing as they would be if I was going to bat that I can I can square the club and you know, I used to worry that in my backswing I had to take it back a certain way in order to you know enable or even facilitate squaring the club up I don't need to do that
1: so, are you when you're doing this? Are you experimenting with different feels, or are you just like hitting balls like rapid fire and seeing what kind of swing comes out of that?
0: Well, some of it is, a, you know, is is uh, it's a little of both. I mean, okay. I I will I would free myself up to uh, to be in in either mindset. Like it's okay, you know, this time I'm just gonna go through and I'm gonna. I'm gonna think about the wall or I'm gonna think about nothing, or uh, you know I'm gonna think about a specific target down there, or I'm gonna think about taking it back this way and then that way and then this way and then yeah. that way so i i I will kind of call it out to myself as I'm going and uh, and permit myself um, to try it's really more of an exploration, sure, and what I found is that. Is that time slows down for me in the swing that there 's more time to be aware, and that um, and that I really am you know uh, more uh, athletic over my feet uh, in my legs than i than I uh, am frequently at when i when I have addressed the ball for, in a formal fashion, so it 's really opened up some possibilities for me now that I see. Not to say that I would have to run around the golf course or play like Happy Gilmore, but um, <laughs> but I could. Cool, pretty cool. You know, yeah,
1: That'd be quite a sight to see. Yeah. How old are you? Seventy three. Seventy three year old man with hickory clubs, right? Both right and left hand hickory clubs. Uh, running, play, up to running, the ball. Uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of Wisconsin, yeah, <laughs> it <would> be, uh... <laughs>
0: well. <laughs> you'll know it's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel I feel, uh, I feel uh, very invigorated. Um, you know, by the whole thing, just in terms of of uh, you know the 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 idea of, of the plasticity of the body and the plasticity of the mind. Hmm. uh of the brain um you know it's something that um that i've I- experienced y- as a um you know and 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 pr- my age has a lot to do with it you know because uh you know you're you're uh, in the you're in the final season huh. you know uh, even if it might be the beginning of the final season but you realize you know you're not you're not in the summer of your Life anymore, and um, and so um, so when you're up against it, and you feel age, and uh, and and uh, you feel age starting to grip you, and it does. You know, it bends you over, and it draws you into a stooped over, tight, stiff. Uh, but it starts doing it quite a bit earlier than you'd think, and and I just wasn't mindful of it in my fifties and uh you know that it's only taken me 20 years or so to wake up that should give you guys a little <laughs> cheering up you know <laughs> but don't feel overconfident wake up now so i feel i feel like um having the challenge of of having these things uh, come over me and being able to to actually feel that i'm gaining ground on them uh and in some ways, uh, you know, reaching a higher point uh, on some issues than I've ever reached in my life, that's a that's a great feeling of of uh, strength and uh, and possibility.
1: Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Zach, anything? Uh, you said you were going to shoot under par this year. Do you think it's going to happen?
2: Yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to happen.
1: Are you going to start keeping score or...? Uh, answer, I've, kept my, I've kept scoring my i've kept scoring my head okay got it. You, like you don't a, have your card on the cart with the coke
2: don't yeah. have yeah
1: yeah did you find a place for your drink you've told me like you can never where do you put your coke when you're walking i was, walking? I was
2: able to somehow carry it in my hand and, and set it down oh and gosh. and pick it up every single time and <laughs> just carry it just wow. have to carry it yeah. the whole time if i'm walking but, you but did hey it. I, that's what i did yeah oh
0: got through it made that's it incredible it. You know? Amazing. I, I used to do that with my camera. I never thought I could walk around a golf course carrying a camera. I thought it was like, oh, come on. You know, you've proven it, Zach. Not just me. You, too.
1: All right. Um, I've got a little bit of philosophy to end with. Is that all right? Is that all right with you guys? Okay, so my favorite philosopher is this Irish guy named Peter Rollins. He's got just the best accent. It's better when he says says the stuff, but um, he he has these posts on on Instagram now where they like take out like a little snippet of one of the talks. So it's cool though. I like when it pops up on my thing. Um, and he tells a story. He talks about he like moved to Los Angeles and he says like Los Angeles is the most religious place in the world, which is kind of a, a surprising thing to say, right? Because that's like a very liberal place where like you know people who like go to traditional religion like don't. It's not very big there. So it's like, what does he mean by a religious place? And he says, it's the religious place because on, on, on every corner, someone is preaching wholeness and completeness as long as you buy their product or try their thing. Okay, does that make sense? So like, as long as you, you know, whatever. Whether it's a health, he talks about different health things, different food things, different exercise things. You can start thinking through these things. Of like, hey, if only if you do this thing, that's the secret to you know your wholeness and completeness and so what he says like those those things like people um he talks about people who like leave leave the church but then they just like join crossfit you know like the gym and it's like the same exact thing because it's just another thing that's going to bring you kind of like wholeness and completeness that actually doesn't you know the problem with these things is that they don't work right um and so what he says is like the best place um the place to live from is, like, kind of an uh, an act of embracing that, like, these things that you think will give you wholeness and completeness, like, won't actually give you everything that you want. And so, like, if you can do that, then it, like, I guess opens up whole lots of possibilities for you. So I was thinking about, you know, doing some self-reflection, which I do on occasion, um, um, and thinking through, like, for me, my like journey or, you know, not a journey, but like at first when I started playing like half set of clubs, it was like, it was like, it was before It was like, oh, first, the first thing that brings me wholeness and completeness in golf is like my score. And then that didn't work. And so then it's like, let's play with fewer clubs. And then it's like, well, that didn't work. And then let's play with, let's play with older clubs. Let's not keep score. Let's do all these different things. It's like all these different ways of like trying to bring you, bring like this completeness that ultimately like, never comes. And so that's what I'm thinking about right now. Do you guys do you have any thoughts? Have you ever experienced that?
0: You you go.
2: Oh man. Um I suppose I have it's hard to think of specific examples. Um but I guess um for me, I guess one one uh from the past with golf could be um, really liking to play in matches and, mm-hmm. and to have it be a competitive thing to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, yeah. yeah I, I really, I don't know.
1: And so, like, did used what to do you think? Mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. You, used to think that that was, if you can win some of these matches, that's 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 huge. Like, yeah, it's great, you know. And plus, it's, I thought that was the funnest way to play play sure. golf.
1: You know, yeah. And it could be. I mean, did you ever have an experience where, like, you did win the match and then it was like, oh, that didn't give me everything that I thought
2: it would? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Never really thought about it, but, you know. Sure. But, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, from, um, like, there's not necessarily, like, an answer of, like, so what? Like, so what are you supposed to do? But the idea of being, like, thinking about for you, like, you played a couple rounds, like, not keeping score, which is, like, pretty rare, rare for you. So it's, like, common, maybe not, not common, but it's, like, oh, I'm going to go from, like, score is the most important thing to now score is not an important thing at all. And then it's, like, oh, well, that didn't do the trick, so now I got to go to something else, then to something else, into to something else. Or, yeah. you know, buying new clubs, buy um, all these different things. Like, for me, for the longest time, it was, like, clubs, having the newest clubs is, like, the most important thing. To me, or like having this great swing, but then like none of it ever did. And so, um, I don't know, Pete, I feel like you, uh, that you're like playing golf both handed and with hickory clubs and yeah, and area, yeah, no, I've you know, I've gone,
0: yeah, I've gone for all of you know, so much of the stuff you're talking about. I really thought that, uh, you know, uh, being, uh, being, uh, being, be, becoming famous, uh, pl- or playing the the perfect round of golf or having the greatest golf swing hmm. and having people say oh you know you're the you know it's like like in the movie the uh, in the book the natural you know there goes roy hobbs the greatest you know mm. that ever yeah. was yeah. you know and uh and so those things were things that i thought uh, you know like uh, you were saying uh, that uh, comedian um who became famous and said, "I wish everybody, oh would Jim get, Carrey, yeah, Jim the actor, Carrey. yeah, 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 would get just what they wanted, so that they they'd know that mm-hmm. that really wasn't it." Um, <clears throat> for me, it's it's um, uh, it's cre- it's creating stuff. It's uh, you know, I mean, once I read Victor Frankel's uh, "Man's uh, Search for Meaning." Uh, you know where where he f- concluded after you know living through the holocaust and you know in, in a concentration camp that you know it's um living uh living for some sense of a higher purpose uh or living for some sense of you know creating something life is really if you're looking searching for the meaning of life you're not going to find it because what the because the answer is you give life meaning. That's that's the point. Is you you decide what you're going to make it mean and go do it, you know. So you are the source of your own experiences. And uh and so um create yourself, you know, and create uh create circumstances and create uh outcomes that um you know that that uh, energize you and that bring out the best uh, that you can in the people that are around you. And so, you know, I think that uh, that having the freedom to do that, that there isn't a one way to do it. That you have you have tools in your toolbox and and uh, colors in your on your palette you know, that you can use and you don't have to use the same ones all the time and you don't have to paint the same things every day. You know, it's, uh, that's the freedom that we have. And so, you know, I think that the, you guys are finding your way to that. How, how do you, how do you know how to do that without trying it on? Sure. And, you know, and you've, you know, famously lived all those things. So now it's not somebody telling you, Andy, yeah, right. tell, yeah, right. you know, yeah. you, 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 You've written the book yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I just feel like the,
1: you know, like the story that we're told in golf is that I think like, right. At least like today is that like your score is the most important thing that, that like will bring you this like wholeness or completeness, like whatever scoring barrier you're going for. Like once you hit that Zach's trying to shoot under par for the first time, that's like your thing. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we all have these things and then we're told that like the way to get them is either uh is through like great equipment. If you watch like golf, you watch the commercials, right? Great mostly it's from great equipment. Yeah. Um and then yeah. maybe a little bit of like, you know, online there's like if you have like a good a good swing or like the right swing. That yeah. These are like yeah. the ways to your wholeness and completeness. And, Absolutely.
0: Uh has that Pete has
1: that been has that just how it's always been for golf? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's how it's always been for golf in my lifetime yeah i i think that you know once once marketing people you know started to to that once that industry really started becoming a, a big industry mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's what it you know that's what it was that's that's uh you know, as we've talked in the past, the the editorial policies of the of the magazines were to, um, among other things, keep the public confused. Mm. You know, like oh, there's you know this big mystery, and there's a, how do we figure it out? Imitating Arnold, imitating Tom Watson, imitating Tiger. You know, how do we get what they have? You know, how do we live this life, this mm-hmm. high life of uh, resort, uh, luxury resorts, and you know, and that, that that's really what golf is about. And remember a few years ago they were talking about when Tiger, you know, was like going through his challenges, you know, and when, when that started. Well will golf continue to exist without Tiger? And then some man, you know, said, I think it was a guy who'd been in golf for years, said, Golf is not Tiger Woods. <laughs> golf is bigger than that. You know, yeah. it's it's what we make out of it. But you know, like if you're going to believe uh, the popular marketing stuff, which many of the people that we meet on the lesson t do. Sure. Well, you've never they've never been given another story, right? So, no, they've yeah. never been given another story, right? And there's a way better story, <laughs> way, way better. Yeah. So thank you for having, having. That story be told, Andy? Yeah,
1: because you—I mean—you almost. Would you say you have to get past that? I guess that that marketing stuff to get to the place where, like, maybe you are—you feel like you are now, where you're like you said, you're like finding your authentic swing, but also you're—I don't know—connecting with go- golf, um create creating something, you know, to, to to kind of play golf in these different ways. You have to almost get past that. First stage, yeah, right? You yeah, it's really hard to do them both at the same time. What I'm saying, yeah,
0: um, no, I mean, you know, we know that um we know that. I think you know that when you when you get to a place, do you think John Rahm is like worried that he lays the club off and no? That he, I mean, you know, I mean, he gets to a point out there on the course. Where he, this is like the movie Avatar, you know, where these people are leaping through space and confident that they're going to land on an island and land safely, and you know, and free falling like that. Well, when he hits those putts that he hits, he can only see success. Now, can you imagine that? I mean, that's like somebody walking on a high wire. 100 feet up in the, you know, 100 stories up in the air. You know, that. can you imagine having that kind of confidence that you can't imagine falling to your death? But, you know, people reach those places of, of total focus mm-hmm. and and totally interested and in, into what they're doing. Well, I mean, that's the possibility for you. You know to work on yourself and to actually get to that place or you know or or learn to um to uh, overcome the clouds that pass over you and as you go through four and a half five hours of walking around of golf, and you know as you saw what happened to Kepka you know how how did it get so cloudy in his mind, you know I mean he was just brilliant for. For a long, and then all of a sudden he lost yeah. his mojo, right? He's not used to playing four rounds. <laughs> well, there you all go. Right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, like, yeah, I've gone. I've I've reached my limit. I've 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 I'm in a I'm in a an un- uncomfortable zone. You know how do you how do you rescue yourself from that uncomfortable zone? I mean that's the possibility. And if Kepka embraces that and and says. This is very interesting what just happened to me. Hmm. Well, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is, oh, I'm a loser. Isn't that what he said? In yeah. full swing.
1: Oh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but
0: it was yeah. I mean, somebody somebody recounted it to me Love and that. said, Yeah, that, that's what he was that's the kind of thing he was he was saying. And so, you know, that's his look at Spieth. You know Spieth was like, "Did you think Speeth was done? I did. Speeth has remade himself his swing uh looks looks so much more solid now to me, you know as it his balance looks better because his plane is better, and he's and listen, he did that while he was playing tournament golf. I mean that takes a hell of a commitment and a bra- and a courage on his part, but he and Hogan Ben Hogan did the same thing he did it over and over again. He realized that he wasn't a very good closer. And he told his wife that and he's and when he saw the model of how he wanted to close around, he saw it in one of his fellow contestants and he used he didn't envy that guy and be hateful of him. He looked at that guy and said, "I want to be just like that." and he made himself into that. And that's what, you know, that's what's really this when they talk about the story of Ben Hogan, they said that he d- dug it out of the dirt and if you're like me, you think that means he spent hours on the practice range just grimly beating balls. But he did it through practice. It wasn't always in the dirt. He did it in his mind. And he just, and he was optimistic and determined to create himself, just like Viktor Frankl said, that's our opportunity. And so, you know, all you need is more experience, right? That's all Brooks needs. Hey, Brooks, that was a valuable experience you just had. You know, now perk up and buck up and get at it. Let's see what he does. It'll be very interesting.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean he didn't seem like he didn't hardly miss a shot for like three rounds and then yeah, yeah. shot over par. Which yeah. Yeah.
0: Then shot he was seventy
1: four by 4 going to last day. Like
0: Yeah, and he shoots 76.
1: Yeah. Lost by 4. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a
1: like not that hard. I mean, I guess it's a hard golf course, but like when you're playing, he makes it look pretty easy sometimes. Wouldn't you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, makes it look pretty easy. I mean, the par 5s, he was 9 under. They yeah. said they said when they were playing the second hole, Right? So, come on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Rom was 8-under. So, you know, that these that's where these guys are making hay. And, you know, they're still out there. They're still in front of you. Yeah. You know, but.
1: Yeah, it was cool that Rom kept hitting, like, awesome shots, even when he almost, like, didn't even need to. It really you was. Know, like, he, that drive on 13, when he, like, hit a draw around the corner on 13, you know, and like, I was, like, he didn't even need it, you know. But. Yeah. But he had the yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: How, how well Ron played in the rain and the yeah. conditions and everyone else was going way over par. Yeah. Hung what in d- there. Made a birdie on 17 in the
0: pouring rain.
2: Did he I mean, really? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Round 3, yeah. Pretty crazy. Like.
0: Yeah. He's really something. You know, and he, you know, look look what happened to him. I mean, he went from a guy who was just an emotional volcano. You know, and, and somebody that people thought was, you know, just too emotional, you know, to be able to and and he he like in in under all that stress does not only doesn't crack, it's just like Andy said, this guy hits another gear, he throws it in a warp drive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was so inspiring. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's really cool. Very so, cool. Um all right guys, well maybe we'll
0: Wrap up there. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for joining.
1: Talk to you all next time.
0: Yep. Bye. See you later. Before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life.